This is Dorel Lalia, and you're listening to the Before the Man's Podcast, episode 182. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7-Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobster, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast and now your host deray olalaye what is going on good people welcome back to a brand new installment of the before the millions podcast i'm your host deray olalaye and i'm excited for this episode Bet you've never heard that before. <laughs> I'm excited for this episode because we have on Mr. Justin Sliver. And Justin is a real estate entrepreneur who focuses on land. Not just any type of land, raw land. And he flips so many pieces of land a month, it's crazy. So in this episode, we actually get into how Justin got started in the land business and we get into how you can get started in the land business and have somebody fund your entire deal. Let me repeat that. You can get started in the land business, start marketing and getting land under contract and have somebody else fund your land deal. So stay tuned for the feature presentation. But what's really cool about this episode is that we really talk about the power of direct mail. And if you don't know what direct mail is, it's how you market to motivated sellers via the mailbox. So whether these are postcards, yellow letters, pamphlets, you name it, but you're marketing through the mailbox. And this is probably the most expensive form of marketing out there, especially when you don't know what you're doing. But if you can focus on a marketing vehicle like direct mail, your ROI can be absolutely astronomical. So we're going to get into direct mail a whole lot in this episode, but specifically, we're going to combine direct mail with land investing. So whether you're a land investor, a fixer, a flipper, a wholesaler, a retail buyer, these direct mail strategies can be some of the most effective weapons in your arsenal. In fact, right before COVID, Justin sent out 55 thousand pieces of mail. And don't worry, you don't ever have to send out that many pieces. But we're going to talk about on the episode exactly what happened when he sent out that many pieces right before the pandemic. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure that you're subscribed to the Before the Millions podcast. We also have a giveaway going on. And hey, you are running out of time. I've had so many people hit my inbox. And not just listeners, but other coaches and consultants. And they're like, Dre, like, how are you doing such an amazing giveaway? Like, that's so much value. 
And again, because so many people know about the software that I use to find deals and do research. In fact, a lot of people use the software. So when I do a giveaway where I'm giving the software out for free for an entire year, my colleagues are like, wow, DeRay, that's actually an amazing offer. And all you have to do, guys, all you have to do is to enter this giveaway to be able to get PropStream. My software of choice for finding and vetting deals is, number one, leave a review for the Before the Millions podcast. Number two, take a screenshot of said review. And number three, email that screenshot to info at beforethemillions.com. Once you've done all those three things, you automatically are entered in the drawing. We are going to announce the winners, not winner, but winners because I'm having two winners, the winners of the giveaway on the first episode that drops in April 2021. So leave a review, screenshot that review, email that review. That's it. That's it. And you are automatically entered in the giveaway. We're trying to get our reviews up to 200 to 300 to 400. We want many more people to know about this podcast and how much value we are adding to the world. So I know, yes, yes, it's a crazy giveaway. But again, it's an opportunity that you don't want to miss out on. And if you've already left a review, that's totally fine. Take a screenshot of that review and send it in. And if you already have the software prop stream, that's totally fine. You can still take a screenshot of your review and we can still add a full year's credit to your already existing account. (laughs) So it doesn't get any better than that. And last but not least, if you're listening to this episode after April, you're like, oh, my goodness, I missed out. We're doing it again and again and again. So whenever you're listening to my voice, do those three things and you are automatically entered in our next drawing. And this week, this episode is being released just a few days late and You know, it's been a crazy busy week. Lots of positive, of course. And with the positive, sometimes comes the negative. You know, we have a lot of deals going on right now in the single family space. Some are keeping, some are selling off to investors, some were selling off to tenant buyers. Um, But yeah, it's just been an amazing week. And then again, like I said, sometimes you get the bad with the good. I had a team member quit in the middle of our busiest week. So I've had to take on a whole lot more. I have to find time to rehire and interview and train and all that good stuff that comes with a team. But it's been it's been glorious. It's been amazing. It's been a process. And um, this may just be my highest grossing month in the business, but it won't be official until the month is over. So I'll save the update on that. Anyways, we've just been super, super busy, but I kind of enjoy Friday episodes. You know, it's the end of the week. Things are kind of winding down. People are looking forward to the weekend. It's a different type of feeling, right? I don't know. Let's go ahead and jump into the tip of the week. DeRay's tip of the week. So on brand with today's episode, I want to talk about direct mail and some direct mail automation that I use. Now, I don't send out a whole lot of direct mail, but when I do send out direct mail, it's super effective because I'm sending it to a super, super, super niche list. And this method that I send out direct mail is called click to mail, email to mail. So what that basically means is whatever CRM you're using, customer relationship management software. Right. And, you know, there's a ton of free ones out there. There's a ton of paid ones out there. But this is just a software where you house your leads, where you house all the records that you're marketing to. And, you know, you got their name, their email address, their mailing address, uh, how much they want for the property, all the stuff. And you're marketing to people. And this is kind of where you're keeping track of that stuff. Well, inside of my CRM, I have an automation set up 
where all I have to do is open up a new email for the lead or the record and and attach whatever it is that I want to mail. So whether that's an offer, because you can send offers in the mail, Justin is going to talk about that on this episode, and I, I do send offers in the mail as well, or it's just a postcard. You can make that attachment inside of your email, right? And then you would email, click to mail, email to mail. You would email them over that attachment, and they would automatically ship out your postcard. They would automatically ship out your offer exactly how you attached it. So it takes me literally two seconds to send direct mail to an individual lead. Two seconds. I open up the email, add the attachment, which is the postcard or my offer, and then I send it to my click-to-mail, email-to-mail account email address. And just by sending it to that email address, it's going to pull in the seller's mailing address and literally just do all the magic on its own in about one second and go ahead and line up that mail to be sent out in the mail the same day. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this cool technique that I use, head over to click2mail.com. Okay, so that's C-L-I-C-K, the number two M-A-I-L dot com. Or you can type in your search bar, click to mail email to mail, and it'll take you to the direct page rather than you kind of going through the main homepage. But just wanted to share some automation with you guys that I use in my business to make things a whole lot more efficient. Now, it's a little bit more pricey, right? Because you're not just paying for postage. You know, I'm spending about a dollar using click to mail, email to mail, but it's so much easier than getting my postcard, writing everything out, head to the post office, drop it off, drive back home, Right. I mean, all of that stuff, I, in my eyes, costs way more than a dollar. I'd rather spend the 60 or 70 more cents that, that it's going to cost me just to have that automation in my system and automatically send out direct mail straight from my computer. So, again, that software uh, that you connect your CRM to is called click to mail, email to mail. And you don't even need a CRM. You could really just do this in your own email inbox. Click to mail has all of the instructions on the page. So make sure you follow those instructions, add this automation to your business and thank me later. Let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. I'm going to, I'm going to take you back to graduating high school, college, and not kind of knowing where you want to go. And, um, so I graduated high school. I had opportunities to go to a couple of different schools. My parents couldn't afford to send me to a big university. Um, and so I went to the junior college route. Like so many people that are 18 out of high school, they don't know really what they want to do is join the military or go to junior college. And luckily the military recruiter that day knew my family, knew they weren't there when I was getting ready to sign. He said, Justin, go to college for a couple of years. If this is really where you want to be, we'll sign you up. So I go to junior college, go two years there, and I get an opportunity to go work for a Fortune 150 railroad. Um, they say, hey, uh, make $100,000 a year. All you got to do is answer your phone or keep going to college and never know where you're going to be up and have good benefits and everything. I said, like, well, shoot, I'm going through college just to get to this job that has these benefits and live the American dream, you know, corporate ladder, uh, benefits, retirement. And so I went the railroad route and I was there for in that industry for 13 years. I moved into a band D uh, a director's position there. And had uh, they were getting ready to move me again. I was on my eighth move in seven years. And um, my wife said, I don't want to leave Fort Worth again. This is where our family is. We've, we've bounced around. We're back here. I don't want to leave. And so I got recruited by a small railroad. I was a chief operating officer, what we call a general manager for a short line railroad. And I was there for two years. 
uh, in which time me and a buddy of mine started a side hustle fulfillment by Amazon business. We had three products that were number one products. You know, we're killing it. We're making, you know, 40% on our money or each product we're making 40% on. We're, we're doing great. Tiger Woods Foundation comes in and buys out all of one of our products for a thing. And we're like, we're living the dream. Wow. We made $2,000 off this one product. You're like, we're big money, right? And, I, and so I lead that up because um, he comes to me and says, Hey, I really want to liquidate my, um, I liquidate our Amazon business so we can start buying real estate. I want to start investing in land. And I was like, land, we're going to start real estate investing. And he's been an agent, lost everything in the crash in 08, um, came to work for me at the railroad, built it back up to where he had enough money to start doing the side hustles again. And he's like, yeah, I just really think this is where I want to go. And I said, okay, we're going to do it together. And he said, no, man, I want to do it separate. And so this is my business partner, my best friend. And he tells me this. He's also my co-host now with Casual Fridays, our podcast. Um, and he gets mad when I tell the story because I remember it vividly. I'm my best friend that won't do the business with me. And he says, do it on your own. We'll talk about it and do the business together. You just won't work against each other. We'll help each other. We'll build it up. But it'll be our own businesses. And I said, man, I'm corporate America, Fortune 150. I'm an executive at a smaller railroad now. I can run a company. I, I got money. Let's, let's, let's make this thing turn. And he's like, He's like, no, we're going to do a separate. So he started sending mail out and he was getting $500 five acre properties back. And I was like, if you can get me five acres for $500, I'll buy as many as you can. I mean, that's the scale, right? Like, Just keep bringing the widget. We're going to keep doing it. And he ended up buying three, uh, two and a half acre properties for 750 bucks, sold them for $1,000 each. So 250 each, sold them for a thousand. I was like, man, that's easy money. I, I can do math in my head real quick. Uh, we can keep, we can flip that real easy. So we buy a course, go through it for my wife. She didn't work. We had twins. She wanted a side hustle. I had a good job, you know, benefits, corporate, living the dream, right? The, the dream that we all dream about corporate America, making six figures, big bonuses, weekends off. I'm like, man, this is great. We send out our first marketing uh, blitz in January 29 of 17. We buy 21 properties off that one. Mm. And these aren't, like when I say that, a lot of people are like, dang, that sounds really good. These are 21 properties that range from $500 or five acres up to 4,500 bucks. They're 40 acre properties. So these are big size pieces of property for really cheap. And they were in Brewster County, Texas. That's Terra Lingua. You're a tech fellow Texan. So you you know, Big Bend National Park near the, the Mexican yep. border. We're down yep. there in yep. the Chismosis Mountains. That's, that's where we buy them at. And um, I get that. We get them. My wife starts getting calls back from our marketing material and people are giving us all kinds of hate. You know, they, they don't like it because we're offering so cheap because we send out a blind offer. That's what we teach. We send out direct mail with blind offers. And um, she said, Justin, I can't do this. And I'm like, what? She goes, I can't have these people talking to me like this. And I say, okay. I said, I'll talk to them. Don't worry. And so she hears me take a call with this guy. He's from Louisiana and he, he reads me the right act. He's up, down, left, right. And basically, in a nutshell, he tells me, Justin, I'm not selling you my land over my dead body. That's what he says. And I said, sir, I can appreciate that. But put my offer next to your will. When you die, your kids, I want them to call me because they don't want that crap land down there. And he laughed. He goes, you're a smart butt, aren't you? And I said, my dad calls me that. <laughs> he used other words, but I don't know if your show is explicit like mine is. <laughs> so he, he, he tells me that. And I say, I say, and I say what I said. He he laughs. He goes, well, you're not buying my land. I said, I understand, sir. And I appreciate it. My wife is petrified that I would talk to a stranger like that. We both have a laugh about it. She's, she's like, I'm never doing this again. So here I've got 21 properties that I'm buying 
my wife, who this company, I'm just the funding partner for just to help her have a side hustle. She's freaked out. My best friend's doing it on his own. He don't want to do it with anymore. And I say, man, well, I got I to gotta make this thing work. It Proof of concept's there. Right. About 21 properties. Absolutely. So that that's going into March, April 17th of 2017. I get that call from my director or my vice president of HR. And she says, hey, Justin, mm-hmm. it's six o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin, I need you to come by corporate because my office, I was satellite office. Uh, I was where our operations were, where all my chief engineers, my chief mechanical officer, my chief transportation officer, I officed with them, not at the corporate headquarters building. So I go in at six o'clock. I know about, I know about this call. Go ahead. Yeah. I know about this call. <laughs> the CEO, we, we sit down, me and him had a different uh, perspective and way that we run business. Um, I, I, we have a conversation and I can't, I, I, I'll give you a highlight. I ended up walking away from the company um, at that point. And um, I came home that day and I, and I know a lot of your listeners are going to probably relate to this and it's, you sit there and you have to make a decision. You mm-hmm. you've been, and I don't want to sound boastful. I've been a high producer and a, and a good, a good employee. I mean, I, I ran the company like it was my own produced a lot. And then you get that moment of you weren't, you weren't wanted anymore. You weren't, you weren't, you know, I don't want to say appreciate because you were while you were there, but you just weren't the guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Not because you didn't perform. You just, guy wanted somebody different because you just, your, your styles were different. Right. And so I, I, that was, that took me a long time to get to that point. So that night I, I get a car on my way home when somebody else drove me home because I had a company car. They drove me home. Wow. I didn't even have a car. Wow. I'm sitting next to my pool and I'm like, man, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be raw with you real quick. Cause I was like, man, I'm a loser. I ain't got a car. I ain't got a job. They took the car from you the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took the car from me and I sold my personal car because that was part of my the salary was a wow. car. And um, so I'm sitting there next to the pool and I'm looking at a pool. I was supposed to go to a concert that night. I couldn't go to the concert because. I didn't have a car right? and my wife was going to be with our kids and I can't take the car from her in case something's wrong. Right. And so I said, you know what? I got enough money in the bank. I can live for a year the same way. I don't got to change anything from my wife or my kids. They won't even notice it. And I've got a, I got a little bit of money I can put to this business. I got these properties I bought and I can give it everything I got for the next six months. And if I can move the needle in six months, I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm just going to go six more months. If I can do it again, I'm going to do six more months. At any point, I think that my family is going to be in jeopardy. I'm going to stop and I'm going to go get a job. And I told myself that I do not recommend that to people. I was forced into that hand four months into a new business because that was the most stress I've ever had in my life. And that first 21 properties made 70 grand. Well, 70 grand. If you're, if your cost of living is only seven grand, that's 10 more months of living, baby. Absolutely. What do I need to do? I kept my six, I kept my six, I kept my six runway in there, have my extra six to find a job. And I put all that money back to work and then I did it again. And then I did it again. And then I did it again. And during that time, I said, what else I'm sitting here? Cause I'm used to working 12, 15 hours a day. I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm saying land is my business. I do it this way. What other asset class can I do? Like I do land with direct mail. And so I started getting wild with it. I said, I'm going to do houses. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do multifamily. I'm going to mail people that just got hit with hailstorms for roofing companies. Mm. Cause they got to get in the door somehow. Yeah, People want marketing. People want to be in touch. And we look for any way we could to survive those first couple of years. Now it's 2021, three different companies later, and we're still doing it. Man, 
That's a fascinating story. There's so much to, to kind of uncover in that, Justin, and I appreciate the vividness. Um, yeah. fun, funny enough, uh, you talk about Amazon FBA. I still have a drop shipping store to this day that makes me a few thousand dollars a month. So I'm with you nice. right there, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to really peel the onion back because this is, this is again, this is a culmination of years and years and years of, of trial and error, years of working for the man, years of kind of figuring things out, having a side hustle. And through that process, you've been able to come out on top. But Maybe, maybe, maybe talk about some of these and then we can, we can kind of even go back a little bit further, but just talk about some of these marketing campaigns that maybe didn't work out. Right. I mean, direct mail is probably the most expensive form of marketing out there, but when used correctly, it's the most effective form of marketing. So I know that you've, you've probably had a few hiccups along the way. I mean, was it, was it a hit right off the bat and how do you, how do you gauge whether it's a hit or not? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great question. And I, and I want to, I'll roll us back to that, that January 29 and 17 marketing. We, Kind of the course I went through, and I and I don't hide that I went through a course. I went through it, and they didn't really teach us how to comp properties and how to look at it. So I didn't understand the basic concept of what I was doing. I knew that I could offer a hundred bucks an acre and get property because that's what my buddy did. And so I said, I'm going to offer twenty five percent more. You know, gives if everybody's offering a hundred, I'll offer one hundred twenty five dollars an acre. And so that's what I did, and it unbeknownst to me, luckily worked. I got lucky. So my second two counties, I said, hey, I got this figured out. I'm just going to offer ten percent more. Well, those counties should have been offered somewhere in the five hundred to a thousand dollars an acre range, and I offered them one hundred and fifty dollars an acre, mm. and I got my butt handed to me on hate mail coming back of how horrible of a person I was. And you wouldn't think people would do that when you send out blind offers or uh, mail; they just wad it up, throw it away. No, people get really emotional about their stuff, and so I sat there. You remember that same time period? I lost my job. I'm sitting here and I'm freaking out. I got my family. I'm thinking about. I got twins that are there at that time three. I got my wife. She's looking at the, she don't have a job. She's looking at me like, what are we going to do, Justin? You, I, I'm here to raise the kids. That was our agreement. And I'm freaking out. Like this two next marketing campaigns didn't work. So ergo comes what we call in our course and our podcast, you'll hear us talk about it. It's called the Bass Boat Property. Um, I said, I'm going to figure out a good property type that is a is like a, um, think about the guy in your neighborhood that has the Harley Davidson. He goes and rides it on a weekend. He goes back to the office on Monday and tells everybody about it. The guy that has the bass boat, it's a $50,000 toy that they can afford that is just kind of off to the side that they use to boast about it to their friends. The RV, the camper, the classic car, the second sports car, the buyer that's going to buy this bass boat property has the resources to go out and buy a recreational toy or property and they go to it and use it as, as they need it. And so what, what I did is I said, okay, hey, I'm in Fort Worth. I'm going to say anything within three hours. So I drew a, a radius on Google Maps. said three hours around us because um, I can drive there and I can look at it if I need to. I don't typically go to properties, but I remember 2017, lost my job. I got kids, my wife, everybody's staring at me. What do we need to do to be successful? And I said, I'm going to put my own eyes on it because I don't trust nobody else yet. I ain't figured it out yet. So I did that. I priced every county within that radius. There's a lot of counties. I mean, I'm three hours, 200 mile radius around me. So 200 miles. I'm in Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas. And I said, I'm going to find the cheapest county because I ain't got a lot of money right now. I can't risk a lot and I'm going to price it and I'm going to put it in order. So that's what I did. And I looked at Southeast Oklahoma and I found some properties that had really consistent comps or comparables at a thousand bucks an acre at that time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to offer them a third and see what happens. 30 cents on a dollar. And I offered it out there. 
I ended up buying like six properties up there, uh, ranging from 20 acres to 135 acre ranch and at 35 cents on a dollar. And so when you're talking that kind of that kind of margin there, we really changed our business. It was just, it was mind blowing. I said, well, how do I replicate that? So I said, anything under $1,500 market value within three hours of a major metropolitan area, I can hit that across the country. There's there's those mar- sub markets everywhere, and so we just rinse and repeated it, and that's what we've done. We've bought property in 44 states. Um, now we look at we along the way we've learned how to dial in our marketing, and I'm about to give you a bunch of free nuggets how I do mine. These, you, you learn them in a the course. You don't have to buy the course <laughs> to hear this, but these are free nuggets. But why do people get mad when you send them uh, low offers on their property? Because they're emotional about it because they have some sort of attachment, right? It was grandma's farm. Uh, they live there and they work on the property next door. And just because you pulled vacant information out of the data, but they live next door to it and they're running their cows on it or they're growing their livelihood off of it. That's why they're mad. Now, the opportunity for me is to buy stuff that's from second and third generation. They don't care about it. They want cash. Grandma had some old ranch somewhere. They're, let's sell it to these guys. He's giving me 40 grand for it. Let's sell it to him instead. Well, they don't want to deal with it. They just don't want to pay taxes anymore. They want to give us, the, they want the cash that we're offering them. So, we started dialing in our marketing to where we're saying, hey, they can't live in the county. They can't live in the state. We're going to mail those people. That's that nugget I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So we send we send those people the offer. So now we consistently know after 500 plus deals completed and buying property in 44 states, we know that about one for 900 of those letters I send out to that type of property type is going to buy a property. Mm-hmm. And so when you know those numbers, like you're, we talked, we both kind of joked about uh, fulfillment by Amazon. But when you start doing some PPC marketing and you understand what the scale is, or when you do Facebook advertising, you know what the scale is. Once you have it dialed, you just turn the volume up and you tell you get as busy as you want, make as much as you want, and you turn it down. Then you just turn it back up when you're ready to go a little bit harder. And so once you figure out those pieces, you just crank it up. Absolutely. Man, Justin, I didn't know you were coming with all this. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) I like to leave it as a surprise. Like people, they... I oversimplify our land business. I buy land for cheap and then resell it. There is a lot of moving parts to it. But once you figure out that, like marketing is everything, right? We've talked about that. Once you figure out that direct mail piece and you can just change the asset, all I got to do is change the pricing structure, the equation that I'm using to get that, and then what the letter looks like. And it's just that once you got them dialed in, you just send it and you just go. Absolutely. When when you, when you I mean, update me on your on your, on how you and your, your business partner formed, eventually came together and actually yeah. formed the partnership because you guys were going separate ways at first. How did you guys, yeah. when, who made the decision and how did it happen? So, oh man, it's, it's so it kind of a, it, I, it, I, I hate to sound long-winded on your show, bud, but no, no I, 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 I like to give a little bit of the, the technicolor so everybody kind of understands the transition. They're like, oh, they just, one day they started to decide to podcast. It's not kind of how it happened. We, um, so Back, kind of, I'll bring you back to 17, 18 again. I'm hungry, trying to figure it out. We sent out some apart. I sent out some apartment complex stuff. I had another business. It was a supplement company in the bodybuilding world, and uh, we had number one protein for 2016 in the world. We had we got recognized for it. And then when our name got recognized, we had somebody come at us, uh, a bigger company, try to shut down a little guy. They ended up buying a couple of our blends, and we we sold it. So that partner I had, he. Uh, he offered to put money down on some apartment buildings that I was going to buy. And so we bought some apartment complexes together and we sold them. And then I took that money and I opened what we called was Plum Investment Group. Um, That was the first company that I know of in in its time 
that would joint venture um, raw land deals based on the merit because there's huge opportunity, but institutional money doesn't like raw land because it doesn't cash flow. Um, they look at it as an alligator, it just sits and kind of floats and eats because it's taxes every year, any upkeep you have to do. Um, but we said, hey, we know how this works. We'll put up the funds for it. So we took our profit from that and started this company. And during that, we ran into a bunch of people that had similar problems like I did. They ran into issues because they went through an education course and they just didn't understand um, you know, how to comp a property, how to look at it, determine its value, how to judge whether access was legal, you know, like the things that they needed to know, like the basic nuts and bolts. They went to a course and the course said, oh, you can buy it like this or you can do this. And it just didn't have the granular piece. So we started some consulting in there and I was doing a bunch of consulting. And after 250 clients, I said, hey, let's let's just talk about our journey on on a podcast because I was guest appearing on a podcast talking about the deals I was financing um, and another land investors niche. And I said, why don't we just do our own journey and talk about it. So at that point, I approached my old part, not the one I had the apartments with. He, uh, the one, the one I had the FBA business with, and I said, "Hey, you're doing land too." I kind of, I don't want to talk by myself. Let's just two guys talk about their journey, and we'll, we'll get it out there. Um, so we did that for nine months, and we offered consulting. Well, that opened up another 100, 200 clients. So now we have about a 400 client base that have done consulting with us that all had pretty similar problems. And we said, "Let's just put all our consulting and make it virtual and make it a course." And so from A to B, how we do our business and the problems that we see, and we'll just address all that all the way through. So we launched that in August of 19, I think, uh, just 21. So yeah, August of 19. And it's helped probably 350 other clients go through that, um, have gone through that piece. We've done two live events that have sold out and we just kind of all been about basically our journey and land. You know, ours were different when we first started was he was super cash flow, like, hey, let's get these cheap properties, put them on terms payments. Um, probably like some of your other previous guests talk about. Um, I think you said you had Mark Podolsky on your show. He's really good at building those systems and talking about passive income. And what we've done is taken our boat property niche. Since we're buying at 30 cents on a dollar, we, we'd offer owner financing too on a better asset, but we take 30% down and charge 10% interest. And now we've got all our money back out up front and we've got notes that we're carrying for 10 and 12 years. So it's beautiful. Yeah. And so it's, it's, again, it's, there's so many different levels to this and different pieces. And I, I want to say that it's, um, it's finding opportunity inside your niches and and turning it to what, you know, I, with the railroad, one thing I didn't mention was I was, I'm very process oriented. So my forte was cleaning up processes inside of the rail industry. Um, your, uh, your six Sigma, your, your green belts and your continuous improvement stuff. I've, I was lucky that the company I worked for sent me through a lot of that training and I got really good at it and my mind works that way. So if I see waste inside of a process, if you tell me I need to do one, two, three, and four, and I get to three and that one's just not got, it's not got enough detail. I'm either going to put more detail to it, or if I don't need it, I'm going to get rid of it. And we're going to streamline the process and make it quicker. And so you just continue to know what you're good at and be honest with yourself and do that to the best of your ability. And what you're not good at, you hire out somebody else and let them do it for you. Absolutely. Did your wife ever come back to uh, getting back on the phones? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. Um, so she was going to come back with me. Uh, so I sidetracked from that. I have a book. It's called Coffee Money Real Estate Investing. You can get it at coffeemoneyrei.com. Uh, sorry to plug that in there on there, but um, it's an eBay business talking about buying properties for 50 bucks from the state of Arkansas. Um, and so she came back to work for me again to do that. And she's like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore because I, I don't have the time to process that paperwork. 
But I actually had her older sister who's an MBA. She was number one salesperson in hydraulics. She came to work for me for a year and she killed it with me. So now she does it on her own. She's investing on her own, but we, she brings all her deals with me and we always partner on them just because she gets nervous because she saw the value of doing bigger deals faster Right. And she feel a little hesitant on it. So we're doing like we're doing a subdivide in Texarkana right now. We we hundred plus acres in different parts of Texas. You know, we did some down in you near in Cass County by you. Um, yeah. And we did a 25 acre recreational piece down there, you know, buying for 10, selling for 35, $40,000. You know, those aren't like a lot of people. I'm going to be a millionaire real estate investor. But man, you get a couple of them going a month. You're, you're living a pretty you're good. good life. You're pretty good. When, when, yeah. when, when, going back to the investment company, because I, you told me before the show how that came about and kind of, you know, a show that you went on, you just kind of dropped the bomb. But when yeah. you when, when today, I just want to um, walk the listeners through a process. So you are you are providing capital for land investors who find the deal. Yep. Are you are you still offering that as a service? Yeah. And if so, is it just to your students or is it to anybody who finds a deal? It, it's open to anybody that's in the niche. Um, mm. And that was, like I said, we were one of the first people that didn't have, you didn't have to know. So one of the big things, like I said, I, I don't like messy processes. So if you tell me something and you're in, a, in an education space or you're in, in an authority and you tell me something, I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to try to do it. If it doesn't work, then I'm going to ask you why. And if you can't tell me why, we're going to, we're going to figure out why and what we got to do to fix it. So okay. we um, I was told, hey, you find these deals, the money will find you. Okay, well, where's the money coming from? Who do I need to call about that money? And nobody could tell me that. And so I go to my friend who's the president of a bank and I say, hey, I need some money. <laughs> and he's this raw land. We don't touch it, man. And I go, so what do I need to do? He goes, I, I don't know, man. Get a line of credit. Use your own cash. Uh, 401k. Well, if using self-directed 401ks and IRAs don't pay the bills. They, they make that look good, but they don't help my, my kids eat. And mm-hmm. so um, I knew of a couple of people that did it privately, but didn't talk about it. So we made that money off the apartment complex and we launched it. And I was a guest on a show talking about the apartment complex and said, yeah, we do private funding too. And, and launched that. Uh, and we started with our own capital. And then um, I had a, one of my first clients, he had a deal he brought to me and he wasn't, it was a deal review kind of thing. And I said, well, if you don't want that deal, I'll I'll buy it from you. And he goes, what? And I said, I'll just give you a wholesale fee. I'll buy it because he was worried about the legal description. He didn't like the way the legal description would work. And in real estate, if your legal description is written a certain way, to fix that, you just get a new survey and they'll rewrite a legal description. And that's what I told him. And he, he goes, well, if you're so certain about it, I want to put your money where your mouth is. And that that phrase right there struck me like Ooh. it was like lightning. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I want to say that it uh, that changed the course of my my existence in the educational mm. space mm. because if I tell you that it's a good deal and you should run to the bank, why aren't I running to the bank with you and trying to get my money in on that deal? And I watched too many gurus and air quotes. I don't know we're not video, so I'm gonna air quote it. Um, <laughs> say that you need to run to the bank and do that deal, but they ain't putting their money in. Right. You can't tell me a real estate investor one who sees a deal that's worth a ton of money ain't trying to get a part of it. Exactly. And if they are. If they aren't, they ain't a real estate investor. Right. They're lying to you. Something's they're wrong. Something's uh, they, wrong. Something's wrong. Now, Dre, we've talked for about 40 minutes, me just kind of getting to know each other. And I think if I say, hey, I got a deal, I'm putting 50,000, I need another 50, and it's going to make us 150 back. All you're day. probably going to be all, all over day. It right now. All day. I, I got skin <laughs> in the game. You got skin in the game. I'm not going to lose my money. You're not going to lose your money. So 
when he told me that, well, put your money where your mouth is. Well, I'm a man. I'm, I'm, I'm alpha like everybody else. My ego got in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I just tried to buy the deal from you. Now you you flipped it on me. You were better at negotiating at that point. But, yes. you, just, but you just built my business for me. I love so this. Sometimes you lose in a negotiation, but it changes the course of what you do. Right. And that's and that's what that moment did for me. And that guy, I'm still friends with him. He he's traveling across the United States buying and selling land from a from a van. He's got a a, a tent on top of his van, and they're just going to stay with other people around the country they want to see. So first wow. person he came to see was me. Wow. And we stopped, we had breakfast. He hung out for you know three hours. We had breakfast, tell him next time you come by, come by and see him again. And he was off to New Orleans. He went from Utah to Texas. Now he's in, he was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. He's in Austin now and just kind of bouncing around. I love it. I love it. Man, this is, this, this is so fascinating, Justin. Walk me through this process because again, if, if anybody can, can participate in it, like, cause now I'm thinking like as a land investor, all I have to do is market. All I have to do is have funds for marketing every single month in market. Yep. And I, and I have the funding. What, what does this individual need to know about the process? Cause you're a brick process person. Yeah, so that's- if I, if I go to the, and you can plug the site, if I go to go to the site, what do I have to do? What do I have to have prepared? What do you need to see? And then what, how does that process go from there? Yeah. So, um, Typically, what I tell people is it's the website's uh, www. I don't know if we need to say that anymore, but pluminvestmentgroup.com. Uh, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but it's uh, pluminvestmentgroup.com. I need the county, the state, the APN, the owner's name, and what you have it under contract for or the offer price. And then that's all I need from you. If you know, like it has a well on it, or you know that this fence, or you know that grandma died and left it and it's not been, title hasn't been cleaned up, let me know that. Um, but I take it. And then from there, I vet it like it's one of my own deals. Like it came in on one of my marketing things and I run through and say, okay, hey, this is what I need to buy it at. This is what it needs to sell at. So if your price is in that, I'm going to check it just like that. So the first thing I do is I check to make sure it has legal access that allows me to get on the property. So that, that's that, the caveat that's there. Hey, it's got to yeah. have maintained legal access. that gets me on the property. Now you may have a highway that runs right by it, but the highway ain't going to let me put a driveway in. That's not legal access. I mean, legally I can get to it, but if my customer that's going to buy it from me has to park on a highway, jump across a ditch to walk into it, we ain't going to be selling it. So let's not even buy it. So just move on. Um, so the legal access. Second piece is the um, uh, topography. Is it a side of a mountain? Is it a hill? Is it wetlands? Is it a flood zone? It, we want usable topography. Now, just because it's in the mountains doesn't mean it's a no. It just means is it usable for what the intended use is? Is a recreational property that I can put my camper on and I can go hunt on or do whatever. So that's the second piece. I ask that it's five acres or above because I specialize in recreational land. I'm not a, I'm not your guy. You're going to go build an infill lot with. That's not me. That's not my stuff. I, I like recreational stuff. The reason is, is the, the due diligence that needs to go into recreational stuff is a lot less. So I don't have to worry about zoning zoning changes that aren't documented necessarily, entitlements that I'm missing, uh, whether they're sewer or septic, can I get a perk test? Is there water available? I don't really care about that at five acres above because majority of my clients are going to go camp on it. It's going to be their off grid. It's going to be their bug out spot. It's going to be their place to get away from (laughs) it. It makes sense, right? So I'm getting rid of all the problems that we don't want that comes with traditional real estate. I, I, I don't want that. I want clean. So the five acres, um, and then I look for three times value in it. What that means is if I'm buying, if I'm giving you 10 grand, I want to see solid sold comps of 28 to $32,000. And I show you how I look it up. I, I go into a website, it's called landsofamerica.com. I find it, they have a, I look up 
the, the, the type size property is for comparables. And then I go on their map function and I find that parcel. They have this little trick in their map side. And a lot of people didn't know about this in, in the land investing niche, but they have a GIS map laid over that. I can see the exact parcel mm. that you're bringing to me. So I got it pulled up real big on my screen and I start zooming out. Now I see every sold and listed right around it. And I can tell you exactly what that area, what that property is going to sell for. And I put a value against it. So the reason I say the three times value is because worst case scenario, we're going to double our money. We sell it at 60 cents on a dollar. We doubled our money. We're all happy. Mm -hmm. Our average ROI is 120%. Our average money in money out is a hundred days. So that means that's with closing on the backside too. So that means it's on the average, it's on the market less than two months and we're making 120% on our money. I love it, man, Justin. So, and I didn't do this to intimidate you, but I mentioned all the big, you know, land investors that were on the show yeah. before you came on. And I, it was just like, you know, Justin, this is, this is kind of what you're up against. What are you going to do? And <laughs> knocked it they out of the They know who I am. Trust me. They <laughs> I know. know who I am. So, they- so this is, this is, this has been amazing. And, and just, again, talking to new investors, especially new land investors as they, as they get into the space and they know they can have a resource like your company backing them. All they have to do is focus on the marketing. Mm-hmm. So just Quick, high-level masterclass on marketing, especially as it pertains to dark, uh, direct mail. Somebody brand new, give us, again, this is the whole strategy portion of our show. Give us what they should be doing, how frequently. And again, this is, I know they're not running a big operation yet, but there needs to be a, a few number of touch points, uh, whether you're doing direct mail or anything else. What should this process look like so that they have that piece in place? And once they know that they have the property, they come find Justin. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it. Uh, everybody's Threshold for what they can process is is different. Um, ours the w- the way we teach our systems. I told you the four point check. I'm going to check if you bring me a deal. That's no different than what if I have a property come in on, off my mailers and come in. So high level marketing class. Um, I told you the things I'm really good at. I hire the best for the other stuff. I use a company out of Florida. It's called Rocket Print and Mail. Uh, Deb's the vice president of sales that handles my account. We we have about 500 clients that use her. Um, she is the best of the best in direct mail, postcards, custom mail, two page letters. Like we send, they can do anything you want. Um, the reason I use her is I send her my letter. If I change it at all and I send her an Excel spreadsheet, she does the mail merge cause she wants to do that herself and she has it out and it costs me sub 50 cents per letter that goes out, mm. which, you know, if I'm telling you I'm doing one for 900 and it costs me 450 to do a deal at the high side, but I buy in bulk. So, um, we did our my biggest mail campaign I've done at one time was fifty five thousand pieces of mail. Wow! I sent out fifty five thousand pieces of mail, and then COVID hit, and boy, I was mad because oh. that that was that was the uh, creme de la creme. That was the one that was going to hit they hit it through the roof. Um, we spent twenty seven thousand dollars on marketing material, and off that twenty seven thousand, we cleared two hundred thousand profit after everybody was said and done. Not a bad day. That was supposed hey. to be a million dollar day, <laughs> but it was a, it was a two hundred thousand dollar day in the middle of a pandemic. That's not so bad. So we use a two page letter. It's we we have the same one. The mail merge they handle that. When somebody gets that letter, if they want to talk to us, they call an answering service. Remember, I don't I, I go into professionals process have a yep. have a professional answering service. They have a script and it says, "Hey, who are you? What's your name? What's the letter? The, the reference number of your county APN? Do you accept my offer? Yes or no?" If they say yes, great. We'll have somebody call you back. If they say no, how much do you want for it? They let us know right now. So I've qualified my leads on them. I haven't even talked to them yet. It's all automated. It's not me. It's somebody else that I'm paying. 
And they charge me like 250 bucks a month to it. answer that phone call 24 seven. Um, then I look at that. I get an email from them. Somebody just called in. This is the information. I do my four point check. I call them back and I'm ready to negotiate if I need to negotiate. I love this. And I don't know if you're allowed to give this out, but what's the answering service? Uh, Pat Live. And oh, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any Anything I name to you, if, if you just say, hey, Justin, I, I heard you on this podcast or anything, you can go to casualfridaysrei.com. Click on there. We have affiliate links and resources in there. Just click on it. Get what you want. Uh, you get our discounts. We don't charge you for that. You don't have to be a secret society member. You don't have to pay a subscription charge. If you listen to us, we will let you have it. I love it. So, so a two-page mailer is what your, has been your, your your bread and butter for the past five years. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. the, and this mailer is simply an offer. So there's it's no it's a blind there's offer. No, yeah. We we base it uh, about thirty cents of market value for comparable type properties, like kind properties. Got it. When you um, when you think how many how many touch points with with the sellers? Is it just one time, and then if they don't respond, we're moving? Like how many touch points? Yeah, one. I send a letter, and wow. if they don't respond, I typically get a two to four percent response rate. That's good and bad responses. Yeah. So I know if a campaign's working, if I get my two percent, as soon as I hit that, I know everything else is just gravy. Um, and then I know that I typically close one for nine hundred. Wow, one for nine hundred to one for one thousand. I love this, I, man. Just I, there's so much more. And again, this is why you have the podcast. This is why you have your course. This is why you're doing everything that you're doing in the ed- education space. There's just so much. More. I'm just like, wow, I'm mind blown. When you <laughs> think about your reason for doing all of this, I mean, we talked about Amazon FBA. We talked about the, the the railroad company. We've talked about you building a multi million dollar business. We've talked about land investing, apartments. What's What's your North Star? Like, what are you what, what, what are you chasing after at this point? I mean, when, when you didn't have a car, you were chasing after a car. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I wanted to be my family. That's, that's right. what I was looking at. Man, the, the, the North Star for it. So I, I look at this. So when, when you go, when, when you get in a situation, you get that call we talk about, you're at home a lot more. Then you start, you had a little bit of success. You still got some stress, but you get a little swag back. And you and your wife accidentally have another kid. And he's a blessing. He's two and a half now. So I got seven-year-old twins and a two and a half-year-old who's, Big head, and I love that. I love him to death. My North Star is getting to where I can watch them grow up without having to go punch a clock for somebody else. Now, if I want to go have lunch with them, if I want to take them to, we race BMX bikes. So we want to race. We're going to race a national this weekend in Desoto. We're going to go do that. I want to be able to go do that. I don't want to have to ask for permission. Um, so that North Star is not a point. It's a it's a lifestyle of saying, hey, I can afford to live the way we are living without changing, and it doesn't have to be. Lambos and Rolexes. My Citizen watch tells the same time as that Rolex, but it is a it is a, a a lifestyle in which I'm not answering to somebody else. We are if we want to take a vacation, we can take a vacation. If my kids need a new baseball glove or new shoes because their shoes got too tight because they're growing, they can go get new shoes. It's a point of well being, if you will. And I know that my two and a half year old, he's going to be with me for 16 more years at least till he's 18, right? And it's I want that 16 years covered to where I don't have to ever miss a day if I don't want to, because when I worked for the railroad, I worked hundred plus hours a week. I was on call as a, as a director where I would be called at three or four in the morning. And then I would be at the office at five and I was home at seven and I would get to see him at bath time. And I don't mm-hmm. want that life. Um, that corporate, that corporate climbing, that corporate ladder sounds good. The money looks good. The benefits look good until you do it and you realize at what cost. So when you say, what's that North star, that North Star is that freedom to watch my kids grow up and them know their dad, I know them and provide that stuff that, um, you know, I, I see this meme. It says, be the dad you you needed. 
and you wanted. And so that's, I, I live that lifestyle now and, and whatever means necessary to do that. Yeah. Love it. Value after value. Justin, I think this is the most important question of them all. When I think about what you guys are going to do this weekend, tell me about this place in DeSoto. Like when, I mean, BMX, is it, or, or is it a, a place you can take a date? Is it a place where you go learn how to ride BMX bikes? Is it a place where it's just free for all? There's a bunch of, a bunch of like different like parks, like Describe yeah. to me this place and tell me that and plug it really quick because I'm interested. I'm four hours okay. away from DeSoto, as you know. <laughs> yeah, so DeSoto BMX is, they call it racing under the big top. This weekend is a national race for the USA BMX Association. So this is, you have to be a member of the USA BMX Association. So think, you know, Supercross, when you see it come down to the Astrodome, this right. is the BMX version of this. You're going to have wow. Olympians there. You're going to have riders that because BMX is an Olympic sport. So you're going to have those people there and you have all your different age classes and proficiency levels. So uh, one of my kids is a seven intermediate, one's a seven novice, and I'm a 36 to 40 intermediate. So I'll race in my class. There'll be 300 plus motos and you're all going for that national champion win or the national win. And it's just a stop in a national circuit for the, for the association. I know this is a stupid question, but you guys aren't worried about injuries. I mean, do you worry about failing when you start a business? It's, there you, there, same, there, there it's, you go. It's, the same, right? it's, it's a, it, it, and that's the mindset shift that so many people forget is that when they were, when they were a kid and they played soccer and they're running for the ball, they didn't think about the other person running against them. They ran to that ball. Right. And if you take that mentality or you played football and you, you're going for the pass, you knew the pattern. Sometimes you got the pass. Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes you got thrown a little high, but you knew the pattern you're supposed to run as a receiver or the quarterback where he was supposed to be. You kept running the fundamentals. Eventually, you're going to catch it and you're going to score. This is the same in business. This is no different. You you have to do those fundamentals. Now, my son's gotten he's gotten some stitches on his chin. We had to go to the hospital. He got five of them. I cut my ear off. You can't this oh, right Lord. ear yep, when I was that, 16 mm-hmm. racing BMX because I wasn't wearing my helmet. I, mm-hmm. it's, it's a risk I, I took on myself. Um, I went down in a the, the Gold Cup championship, the Gold Cup Series championship uh, in the last year. And it cost me my number one plate that I had been wanting my whole life. And I didn't get it because I went down and the tie, I was leading in points, but the tiebreaker went to the guy that finished the best. And since he won and I got third because I got back up, um, had I got second and didn't go down or I got first and didn't go down, I would have got the number one plate. So I didn't. Um, But again, as a business owner, and you know, this there's an entrepreneur you don't weigh out the you weigh you look at the risk, but you don't let the risk stop you. This episode is brought to you by PropStream. Oh, before PropStream, before PropStream, I struggled with subpar list providers that overcharged, wasted gas going to the county courthouse only for them to run out of CD-ROM copies of this month's liens list. I wrongly estimated repair costs, or just simply lacked the access to the MLS that I truly needed to get deals done. I mean, it was a nightmare networking with realtors hoping to get access to their software. To make things worse, I did marketing on a bunch of different platforms, all of which, by the way, came with the monthly costs. And I would grab my CD-ROM, I would head home, I would convert it, I would upload the list to a skip trace service, and then a ringless voicemail service, and then a postcard service, and so on. Wasting hours and missing potential deals. By the time I was finally in a position to talk to a seller, my leads were stale. And I had to start over again since I wasn't able to get real-time updates of properties that sold or were taken off the market. Lots of real estate investors are in this position and lots of real estate investors are losing. Last year, I specifically brought PropStream specialists in-house to revamp our lead generation systems and it was instantly a game changer. 
Not only is PropStream one system that houses all my leads and is updated in real time, but this system has MLS level data, even in non-disclosure states like Texas, where I invest. So now we run our own comps, our own rehab estimates, our own title searches, all of this in one app. Yes, one single app. And here's the kicker. That just scratches the surface of the power of this app. We also generate all of our leads lists with this app from pre-foreclosures to bankruptcy and tax liens by by county courthouse. And then once we have those dynamic lists, we can also use PropStream to market to those leads with postcards, email marketing, voice drops, and they even throw in unlimited number of landing pages so that you can have a site up and running in less than three minutes. Obviously, something like this should cost easily hundreds or thousands of dollars, but for less than $100 a month. You could own the most powerful real estate tool that I've probably ever seen. For the listeners of this show, make sure you head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash deal. That's D-E-A-L, beforethemillions.com forward slash deal for a few dollars off of your monthly subscription. I went from seven different apps to operate my business down to two once I made the switch to PropStream. And more than anything, really, it's provided me and my team with more clarity and peace of mind. That link again is beforethemillions.com forward slash deal to gain access to the all-in-one real estate tool that'll transform your business. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite before the millions book? Oh man, I'm a, I'm looking at my, my list of books. I have my books on my side over there. Um, you know, I, I bet your typical answer is your Robert Kiyosaki, you know, rich dad, poor dad. And my, my cousin gave that to me really young and I didn't understand what it meant. So probably later on in life when you were making your money work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that's a good place to start, but you have to be in a mindset of understanding what an asset is and it paying for it. So, you know, some of your listeners, this is like secondary for them, but you, you really need to spend some time on that. And we're in a day and an age where books and I'm not going to say they're out, outplayed, but we have so much information via Google now that there's any topic you want to learn about, you can learn about instantaneously. So uh, I'll say this about reading, because I don't want it to sound like I, I'm not going to name off a book that's just like it was life-changing for me because I haven't had one. But what was life-changing for me in my first year being on my own, every morning for an hour, I would Google a topic that would um, coincide with my niche and figure out how to tie it back to my niche. So I'd spend an hour researching that and reading it. And uh, when I talked about owner financing like and buying notes. Um, I read a book that was about how to buy notes for real estate uh, notes. And so there's a company that's built off 70% of buying season mortgages and notes like that being first lien position when I can create my own for 30 cents on a dollar. So how do I make that overlay? And what does that look like to an institutional bank? Right. When I walk in and say, hey, here's my notes portfolio. What do we need to do? This is what I'm in it for. This is what the values are. And how just that's just one instant of laying over another niche on top of my niche uh, private funding, joint ventures, you know, plum using that material to make what I do seem more relevant and giving me more exit strategies and opportunities to look at. Absolutely. I love that. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? Um, uh, if if you ask my partner, he would tell you that I didn't wear pants uh, I wore shorts, but I didn't wear pants for the first year and a half uh, that we were open and we're in Texas. So the, 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 Climate is pretty mild here, um, but I went into a meeting for a million dollars for private money, and 
if it was, I was going to do a subdivide on, uh, is like 1800 acres. And the guy goes, you're wearing shorts. And I go, yeah. And I, you know, I had collar shirts, buttoned up, sleeves rolled up. I look presentable, boat shoes and shorts up. And he goes, I've never met a guy that come ask for a million dollars in shorts. And I said, I said, well, I own my own business. My dress code is as I see fit. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you're basing the million dollars based on my shorts, then we probably shouldn't do business together. And he looked at me and he kind of, he kind of stopped. He goes, man, I like you. It's, it's the first <laughs> time I met, we've done, I don't know, probably 20 deals. I, I would consider myself probably one of the closest people that he hasn't known his whole life to him now. And this was, you know, four years later. Um, it, when my kid was born, he came over him and his wife brought food over. Uh, I've went to his birthday parties, his family dinners and family functions now. And so from that conversation, so that, that to me is probably the lifestyle switches. I like not having to wear the, the business corporate slacks and the collared shirts and polos. And we had to wear work boots too. Um, so, you know, that, I see that when I go to lunch today with a friend and I'm sitting on a patio and I see that look come in and I'm in shorts. I do, I do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, my fresh, my fresh, clean tees, it's fresh shirt, it's clean, it's V-neck and I'm sitting back and I'm watching that guy and he just looks miserable. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, I, and I don't hate him for that because I know he's trying to support for his family. I, I'm right. proud of him, but I, I often wonder if they know there's just a, li- a little bit more, a little bit extra. You spend an hour a day or two hours a day, how much better your life could be and what your opportunities would be. And so you say lifestyle, I'm saying shorts, but really it's that, it's just that piece. That's what that represents. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that little extra there. So it's a conversation piece. Now that guy, he knows if he needs me to wear a suit, because we're going to meet somebody that he really needs me dressed up. He says pants required or suit. Like I've gone to charity events with him. He's like, don't wear your shorts, wear your suit. And (laughs) uh, and so it's a, it was a joke, but you know, now I wear blue jeans as I need because it's cold, but yeah, but I didn't just out of spite and that, but like we said, is what it represents and where you are mentally in that, in that process. I love that. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Man, I, this, this is going to be simple. And I, and I, again, I try to keep everything simple. I told you process and keep everything simple. I love the notes function mm-hmm. in, in your, in your iPhone. Your iPhone. Yeah. yeah. So 80% of us have iPhones, right? The notes function I've written two books using the notes function. You know, whether I'm on vacation with my wife, or I'm in the bathroom, I get an idea, I can jot it down in there and then I can keep going. And then you just send it to your email and you've got it in a Word doc there. Yeah. And then you just, you highlight it, you can drop it into Word. And then that you could go draft it to digital and have a, an ebook put together in no time flat just because you're utilizing a simple tool in a time where it'd normally be waste. You're just sitting there either playing on Instagram, playing on Facebook. You're sitting with your hand on your thing, just thinking about life. When really you're sitting there, you could be writing down these ideas because a lot of our ideas come when we're we're not with the normal stresses. So you're sitting on the beach, listening to the radio, and then you're thinking about, man, when I was a kid and I did this, or this is how it affected me later on in life. You write that down and you can reflect back on that, and you it just makes you better. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think actually, man, it may have not been mentioned on the show in 180 episodes, but I think it's the one of the most undervalued apps, like out there. I use notes app, like no man's business. I think it's probably yeah. my number one used app. And, you know, they've improved it so much over the years where you can scan documents in there. You can actually create checklists in there. You can yeah. drop pictures and video. I'm just like, oh my goodness, like this, this app can do everything. You don't need anything else. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that one a lot. Um, yeah. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? So the, it, I mean, uh, my, my journey is a little bit different than a lot of people's because like I said, I had, a, I had a, 
good career and I made good money. Um, the moment I left the Fortune 150 company and I switched it to where it was going to be family bo- focused, um, that day I signed away about $300,000 in stock options. You know, if, when you're, you grow up, uh, I'm not going to say I grow up poor because, but I did in, in all reality. It's just, just the, I don't like to say that because I feel like that's a cop out. Like I'm saying, hey, I came and did all this. No, we, we had, we lived, we had food, we had a roof over our head, but we didn't have the extras. Um, so when you go from there to where you're signing away the amount that would essentially pay off the house that you could retire in for the rest of your life, um, to go switching your family focus, fam- your focus being career driven to family driven, and I'm staying in this area, even though that wasn't my entrepreneurship, that was that first moment where I sacrificed that material need or want or that amount of money to say, you know what, my family's first. It's going to be the most important thing to me. And that was the first time I ever had to do that. Normally it was just, just you, all you gotta do is go to work and work your ass off and you're gonna be successful. Um, that was the first time where I stepped back and said family first and really proved it, really put it on paper. Um, and then after that, it was like, okay, now instead of family first, how do I continue to grow and take care of the family? Um, a lot of people want to hear like, what did you sacrifice money? What did you do that? Money compounds. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that if you have $5 in your account, you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. There's highly unlikely, but you can turn that $5 into maybe seven, that seven into 10. The sacrifice is not going out and spending that first seven you made and buying a, a water burger or something. You got to, you got to keep putting it back to work. And so there's a sacrifice in that. I, like I, I often joke about wanting to get a Lambo because I'm a car guy. I love cars. Um, I gave, I had a 1965 Shelby Cobra when mm-hmm. I went on my own is a back draft kit car. There's a guy down by you that sells them. Um, and beautiful car is my dream car. And I can tell you there's moments of pure bliss driving that car. I'm a driver. I love the way loud cars sound, smells just, it's visceral to me, but I had to give that up because what is a $600 a month car payment going to do for me right now when I'm trying to grow a business? My, if, if I fail six months later, that $600 a month, that was another mortgage month, a month of mortgage payments or bills in the house. That's, that's a sacrifice, but that's, you know, it's again, it's that, that first time you do it, the big one, that one hurt, but you knew it was for the greater good. And you had to have that faith and you kept moving forward. I love it. I love it. The only time I've driven a Shelby is on video games when I was younger and I used to beat everybody by driving yep. a Shelby Cobra. So I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I've, I've owned two of them. I've owned two of them. I, I like to flip cars. So there's an Instagram guru. He does, he's called, uh, cla- uh, what is it? Uh, exotic car hacks. His name's PJ. Uh, a lot of people know who he is. Mm, love or hate him. Um, but he, he calls me about the backdraft cars when they come up to ask me about them. Cause we've, we've gotten to know each other through Instagram and stuff, but you know, he talks about buying a Lamborghini for the price of a Honda. And I'd love to do that, but I can't in good conscience, knowing I have three kids at home, get a car that me and my wife will never be able to take out. Cause the only time we're going to take it out is when we got a babysitter. Right. Um, can you, can you afford it? Yeah, maybe, but is, is it really what you need to buy? And right. that's, you know, it goes for, it goes for anything. Like I see guys that'll hit it. The, I, I, I said they do a joint venture with me. They make 10 or 12 grand and I tell them that money needs to go back to work. You need to turn that money three times before you do anything. And six weeks later, I see them on vacation. They're at a beach <laughs> and they're back. And I'm like, man, there we go. You're going to be back next month with another deal. <laughs> I'm going to make those 12 grand. <laughs> I love that. There's, I mean, it's, it's, and that's the mentality that you have to have. Now, if I take away everything and you have to do it to survive, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got that comfort of the regular job, the W-2 coming in, 
and it ain't life or death or it ain't food, feast or famine for your family, mm. you ain't going to do it. You, you got you to gotta make that sacrifice. I can't do it. We can't. You can't tell them to do it. They got to they gotta do that on their own. And that's that's, 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 the, that's real. That's, that's, real. A, that's a real talk about it. Nobody tells you that. Yeah, Nobody that's tells real. you that. They say, man, you made an extra thousand dollars this month. You made an extra two thousand dollars this month. Now that could do whatever you want, but it's not a man. You got to you got to say, hey, you know what? That two thousand needs to buy something that's going to make me four thousand. That four thousand going to buy me ten thousand. That 10 comes 20, 20 becomes 30. Then you're sitting there like I was last year, end of the year. I told you I like to have 200 to $300,000 in inventory. I had a million dollars in cash out in inventory. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how do I get here? Right. And you, you sell everything in 30 days and you're like, well, that 1 million just turned to two. What are we doing now? Where does that money go? What do we need to do now? And that's, if you can get to that point, cause you snowballed it. Cause you were, you were, you were being disciplined. You had that process discipline. You knew that's, that's the deal you get to that point, it's a little different lifestyle. I love that. Man, Justin, amazing, amazing. we got two more questions in this final round. Yeah. Who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Um, man, I, I could go on a, a list of people. Um, you know, for me, it was probably the guy that took the chance on me to become a manager in the railroad. And I, and I, his, his name is Greg Workman. He actually lives by you in the woodlands. And he was a, he was a regional vice president for me. Uh, he's retired now, but he asked me a question. And I remember I didn't have a degree because I, I left school, went to become a conductor and engineer. So I was a guy that they were bringing out of the ranks to kind of fast track um, because I had a good work record. Um, I had I showed that I had I could communicate decently well and I had a decent head, business head on my shoulder. So he goes, you ever tell me the weirdest thing you've ever done to get something you wanted. And so I told him a story about when I was in college, my best friend, who's my co-host, was in a fraternity and uh, I wanted a mini bike. And I couldn't afford it. I mean, I didn't have the money to buy it. And it's before I worked at the railroad. So we went to Chinatown and bought 12 of them, uh, 12 mini bikes. And we paid a certain price for them. We brought them back to the, the fraternity at TCU and told them all, hey, I got these mini bikes and charged enough to where we got two free mini bikes. Oh, my and, goodness. <laughs> and so he goes, you did what? And so I tell him that story. And that story alone got me the job as a manager. And I told you I was willing to do whatever it took. So I moved to Omaha, Nebraska for uh, for four months when my wife lived in, te- in Fort Worth. Then they took me there. They moved us to Lake Jackson, which is south of you. Mm-hmm. I went down there and lived down there for two years. Then they moved us to, to uh, Denison, Texas. We were there, went to Fort Worth again, went to Shreveport, back to Fort Worth. I told you I could do whatever it took. But is that you went, you, went, you went to the casinos as well, huh? Yeah, they knew my name. <laughs> my name is Reward. Uh, no, that's I could I go on days for that. But they, uh, but again, it was that conversation. That guy taking that chance. He saw something that maybe I I thought I saw myself, but nobody had nobody in a, a position of authority had ever validated for mm-hmm. me. And that was that first moment of validation. And then at that moment, I knew I had to do whatever it took. And so they, we all look for that. And so I tell people all the time. You, you ask with my north star, and I talk about my family. But my big piece of coming into uh, the education piece and the podcast pieces, I just wanted to impact one person's life. And I've got to hear stories back from wives where I said, you said, I got my husband back. Um, I heard a story from a guy that I funded two deals for him. He was able to get his daughter out of a bad situation with CPS because his ex-wife had taken her. And that those two deals that funded him paid all the attorney fees, got his daughter home with him. She's safe. She's wow. sound. That, so my goal of impacting one or two people has been done. And now it's just how many more people can we touch and make life just a little bit better? I love it. I love it. Last but not least, Justin, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? Man, I, I, 
I really relate this one back to, uh, to BMX for me. Um, when I was young, I told you I cut my ear off and I was young. I, I was the test dummy for looking at jumps. My personality is one that I get nervous, but I swallow it. And I just, I kind of just close my eyes and take off running. Don't close your eyes. Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to open the ones that take out. I know, first I know. <laughs> because it's the first couple steps that get you. It's yeah. that, it's that, you, you know, if you, it's like when you go into a haunted house, right? You're scared. You got people jumping at you. You don't know. So you close your eyes and then you get acclimated and you open it. You know, sometimes you just got to close your eyes and jump. You got to, you have to just take that first step. And a lot of people are scared to jump with their eyes closed. They want to look with everything. And so that I, and I, and I'll tell if somebody will be successful or not right off the bat, because they want to ask me how I pay my taxes. They, they mm. come to me and they say, Hey, Justin, I'll be a land investor. Well, how do you do your taxes in the year? If you're paying taxes in the year, it's because you made money. So let's not worry about that yet. Well, let's, let's just, let's just buy you a piece of land for cheaper than it's worth and sell it for more. That's when you mm. become an investor. Mm. And it, it don't worry about, you know, what CRM you need. You can write your two deals you have on a piece of paper for all right. that. You don't need a podio system that's set up. You just need to do a deal, buy it for less than it's worth and sell it for more and whatever that is. Now, if you're flipping contracts because you do assignments, get something on a contract, whether you're knocking doors, direct mail, whatever that is, get on a contract. And then you start talking to buyers. Hey, what do you want? Where do you want it? And you start doing that yeah. and get that going. I love it. I love it, man. Justin, like I, I can't, I can't tell you how much, how much I've enjoyed this episode. I know our listeners have cool. as well. If they want to learn a little bit more about you, connect with you, say hi, follow your journey. Where can they find some of your information? Man, the bir- the, the best place it's casual Fridays, REI.com. That's our website, but on the social media stuff, you have casual Fridays, REI, Instagram is casual Fridays, REI. And if you want to just look at my personal stuff, my personal name, Justin Sleva or Sleva32 on Instagram, that's my personal stuff. Feel free. I'm an open book. I don't hide behind a, you know, a stock photo that's thing. You see my real life. And I, I like to be real with you. Like I told you, man, if, if somebody's going to say, I got a deal and you can put money together and we're both making money, we're going to run to the bank together. I love it. I love it. I love it. Justin, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and we're going to have to bring you back on for sure. But I appreciate the value that you've added to my audience and the value that you add to this world every single day. And we'll talk to you very soon. I appreciate it, bud.